Welcome to the Dr. Dad's Podcast, where a naturopath and chiropractor come together each week to share lifestyle medicine, health advice, and inspiring interviews with some of the top experts of health and wellness, bringing you the latest in nutrition, exercise, ancient healing, toxins and detox, your microbiome, mindset, hormones, brain, and much more. Stay tuned. We're going to teach you how to experience growth daily. Hey everybody, Dr. Dad's coming out with you with a very special guest today. We have Dr. Randy Michaud. Randy is a doctor of chiropractic and a pretty awesome guy. This guy's a seasoned veteran of Spartan racing. He's got about 24, 24 everybody's Spartan races under his belt. Uh, Randy, you know, practiced for about 10 years, had a very successful practice, and he just kind of uprooted his family, and they're in Boise, Idaho right now, and he's starting on a new venture. Uh, Randy's much like the doctor dads. He actually, you know, focuses much of his efforts in cellular healing and heavy metal detox. And now he's doing full-time coaching to help people heal from chronic and debilitating conditions. Uh, you know, Randy's big. He loves the outdoors, rock climbing, hiking, running, and participating in all these Spartan races. He's the reason that I think me and Nick got into this in the first place. And he, he really, you, you see his passion and you're going to hear him today. So guys, Listen to this guy. He's very motivating. He will help change your life. Uh, and, you know, he gets the whole family in on this stuff, which is the other cool part. He has four awesome kids, his wife. Everybody kind of makes these family events. So today we're going to get into some pretty awesome stuff with Dr. Randy. Nick, what's happening? How you doing there, Dr. David? Dr. Randy, good to, good to see you guys and hear from you guys. Uh, we great, had a, great to be on. Yeah. We had a we had a nice holiday break, and now we're back in the swing of things. And and there's no better topic in my mind than to get onto the topic of doing hard things and getting motivated for 2019. And you know, this is a time of year where everybody thinks about change and and wanting transformation. And you know, this is uh this is the the right place to start. So, Randy, it's such a pleasure to have you on here because. You know, you're the reason why David and I started Spartan Racing to begin with. So, you know, if it wasn't for you and your your inspiration, um, you know, we wouldn't have had that experience ourselves. Well, it's it's fun to be on and fun to be uh, fun to be cohorts with you. I mean, you guys are just awesome docs, and uh, and I love what you're doing here with the podcast. It's so cool. Well, I have a quick little story about Randy I want to tell. I was thinking this morning about my first experience when I met this guy, and I hadn't even met you yet, man. I think we were in Atlanta at an HCF conference, and it was the day before when we were all rolling in from travel, and I'm walking behind you outside of the hotel, and you've got your trifecta jacket on, and I see this big, <laughs> tall, lean, muscular guy, right, and he's rocking his Spartan gear, and I'm like, who is this guy? And, and it was funny, man, because then I met you at that conference, and then we started to get to know each other. I think that was the first time I even met Nick and Sonia, I believe, yeah. And, yeah, and then, you know, it kind of just kind of through osmosis, you know, you, you, you have this, this essence about you that you carry, and it's contagious, man. And then when you get to go into talking to you and you, you talk about Spartan racing, we see this huge passion come out of you. And I think me and Nick kind of – grabbed onto a lot of that and then now we're in a better place for it so today let's kind of dig in man like we were just talking but why is it so important for us to challenge ourselves regularly and and get back into that state that that really helps us grow right yeah well you know and we were talking about this just just before we went on that i think we forget we lose a little bit of who we really are we get so caught up in in life and in the world that we think that we can't um, that we can't keep going in our own passions and, and the things that we love like we have to do this we have to do it a certain way and the world expects us to do it a certain way but really in all of our hearts we have a need for for contribution we have a need for growth and that's really what led me into this you know I'll, I'll, I'll share this story that I didn't realize this until this last race that I did in September, or not in September, it was uh, the one before Portland that we did, or Seattle, that I had met a family that I hadn't seen for like 17 years. And so this is like race number 23, so I'm well into this. But she saw me at the end of the race, and she said, oh my gosh, Randy Michelle. She said, it's so fitting that you're here 
because this is, this is who I remember you as. And we grew up next to them when I was a kid, just always trekking through the forest, always doing things outside, always wanting to be the, the explorer in my own backyard, right? Um, and I heard that and it was like, oh my gosh, that's so true. I loved exploring and pushing my boundaries and, you know, trying to discover new things. And I think with Spartan racing, it, it really helped me discover yeah, I can do hard things. I can push myself and I can prepare and maintain this, this high level of ability. And a lot of that comes back to, to the mindset, but a lot of that comes back to what we love just as a kid, right? And as a kid, again, I loved being outdoors and I forgot some of that. I was still, I loved hiking, love all that kind of stuff, but the races just gave me this new invigoration for, I get to be outside. And I actually, really quick, I remember the first race that I did, it was really close to my backyard. It was in Leesburg, Virginia. And on this one part, some people were complaining it was going up a hill, which is where most complaints come from. And the people were like, oh, I'm like, no way, man. This is like being out in the woods as a kid, just running through the forest, running through the water. And, and I said, and now I'm paying to do it. So it must be something that I love. It's so true, Adam. That, that playfulness that we have as kids that we don't even think about it and we just do, right? And then I think as we get older, we lose that. Like you're saying, like, I have to do this, I have to do this. And then all of a sudden, the stuff that really I think is innately foundational in us to help us be better people every day like you're saying, we get out of Spartan racing because of the playfulness of like, hey, I'm challenging myself. I'm climbing over this. I'm, I'm pushing myself and running up this mountain or I'm running full speed down a hill and trying not to fall on my face. So we did all these things as a kid. You know, I grew up in the Southwest and same thing, man. Like I was always outdoors. I was always climbing up the mountains, hiking. I was climbing over stuff, scraping my knees, all that stuff. Nick, I'm sure same thing. Oh, and then exactly. we lose it, right? Yeah. We lose it. I think I think one of the important things here too is when you're a kid, you don't think that this is hard stuff. You just think yeah. it's fun, right? It's just yeah. it's normal to climb. And then we were, you know, same thing. We were always in our backyard climbing trees and my parents had a concrete manufacturing plant or have one. And as little kids, we were climbing up these like massive 20 foot, you know, concrete forms and different things and just getting ourselves dirty. And, you know, it, it wasn't because we had to accomplish something. It was just, Man, it was fun. It was just fun, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 And, that's what, and that's what Spartan racing feels like, you know? And, you know, what about, I'm thinking of the people who, you know, look at, you know, maybe some of the pictures that we put up or, you know, see some videos of Spartan racing going, there's no way I would ever do that. And, you know, I, I have to admit, I kind of thought that myself, like, wow, those guys are awesome. Good for them. I don't think I would do that. Um, what would you say to people who... I've never been exposed to something like this. And, um, you know, maybe they're, cause, cause what they're going to grab onto is that memory of being a kid and that inspiration and that, and that desire for something else and growth. And like you said, so beautifully. So what would you say to people who, who this is new to? And, um, and it doesn't have to be Spartan racing. It can be anything, but what would you say to people that, that, yeah, that this is new to, you know, so a couple of years ago, I, uh, I introduced, uh, two other friends to Spartan racing and the one guy was excited about it but his wife was like well I'm just going to come and watch and and she really after the race she told me she said I expected to see you know all these people that were just you know that were ripped that were in great shape that were super athletes and she said but but I didn't see that she said yeah they were there she said I saw the people that were super worked out but she said there were so many more that were not in shape, you know, as the world would see it, that were overweight, that had handicaps, that had, you know, uh, disabilities. And she said, I, she said that she was shocked to see that. But at the same time, she was also, it gave her so much inspiration as she saw them trying to go through these obstacles. And then when they finished and the look of just of, of pure joy as they finished the race, no matter what time they finished, didn't matter if it took them, you know, two hours, three hours, four hours, they weren't there for that. They were there to, to push themselves, to conquer some demons or to conquer something in their life to make them better. And that inspiration 
it really fueled her. And they went back and they did another one and then they got their daughter to do one with them. But, but I would say to those people that are like, I'd like to do something, but I don't know if that's for me. You know, one, you never know until you try. But the other is you really are greater than you think. There's so much more in you. And when those desires are there, or when there's even just an inkling of, hmm, that's, that looks interesting, you know, let that thought guide you. It's not the next thought that comes that says, but, you know, look at those people on there. Look at those pictures. Ah, I don't know if I could do that. Forget the but. Listen to the, that looks interesting, you know, and focus on what is it that's making that look interesting to me? And am I looking for a challenge? Because, again, it doesn't matter when or where you finish. It's, it's all about that process and what you learn about yourself. Yeah. through that process because a Spartan race is like a really small condensed version of life, right? Mm-hmm. If we were to look at life beforehand and see all the stuff that we we're going to go through, it'd be like, uh, I don't know about that. I know I, I might pass, but, um, but we don't get that chance. And I love that about the racing that, you know, it, it is a mindset. If your mind is there and maybe you need to prepare your mind to be there, maybe, you know, that's something that you have to work up to, but um, let those let those first desires of oh, that looks interesting, that looks cool. Let that be the one that sticks in here, mm-hmm. and forget about the buts and the ifs and and what if. Just focus on oh, that looks cool. Mm-hmm. I, I love that. That's you know, and that that I think that for everybody from the challenge aspect, we need to live in creation, right? We don't need to live in this place of the, like you're saying, but Christian, I think people get scared a little bit because they see where they want to be, but they're like, Oh, look at all the work I'm going to have to do to get there. Right. And that was kind of where I was when I started, I hadn't been training much for probably a good two years. And then here we all get together, like, let's do a Spartan race. I think it was in August and I'm like, Oh man, that's four months away. And I'm like way out of shape. Like this is going to be rough. If I don't get on it. So for me, it was an awesome motivation because I knew I needed to get back into something to get me training more regularly. And man, you, you see the growth from day one. Yeah, I started out at zero and it was rough the first you know couple of weeks of working out. And it was like my body is like screaming at me saying, you know, like, oh, what are you doing to me? But then as you get your momentum going, get those wheels up off the ground, you start feeling so much better. And then just the excitement before you get to that first race. And then you get going like that and the experience as a whole, but the growth, man, just a four month period, mm-hmm. right? I mean, there's growth and it doesn't matter how fast we're growing. You know, I like to give that, that, uh, that expression, you know, we underestimate, what was it? We overestimate what we can get done in one year, but we underestimate what we can get done in three years. Mm-hmm. And for people that are listening, remember, you got to start somewhere. And, you know, it just takes this consistency moving forward to get maybe where you see where you want to get. But that's the fun part of it. It's it's the ride. It's the journey, right? I mean, you've done 24 races. That's a hell of a journey, Randy. I mean, I'm, I'm barely on one and I'm going for three this year. So, you know, you're like this seasoned veteran. <laughs> but let's talk about, you know, you're talking about this challenge of having to push yourself a little bit. And then when we do that, we get that growth. How does that translate for people in everyday life on other challenges that they have? Well, you know, I mean, just the, just the preparation alone, if you, if you look at it as, as a single event, you know, every day that you are preparing for something, you can look back at the end of the day and say, oh man, I woke up and I started my day off like this, you know, or, or even after your workout hey, I, I did something, I moved, whatever the workout is, you know, it could be, it, it doesn't matter what it is. That's the thing, if you're starting. But you can look on that and say, hey, I did that today. And then you do it the next day. Man, I've done this for two days now. But every day you're looking at it as, I'm, I've done something for myself today. I've done something to improve myself. And then you start getting this whole, you know, a month, two months into that. And you look at your at the diligence and the perseverance and the just the dedication and it's like well if i can dedicate myself to do this every day then it just begins to transform into other aspects of life where well can i give the same dedication and, and diligence to this that i am to this 
And the, the difference is, is we need to have our, our a vision. We need to have a hope of this is who I, this is who I want to become. This is the mountain I want to climb. This is the, you know, the place I want to get to. And I think that that can transform over into other aspects of life that this is who I'm becoming. So what do I need to do daily to get there? And, and for me, I've always known that mornings were important, that I needed to start out my mornings in a certain way. Um, prayer through uh, some things that I read scripturally and, and just preparing my mind and heart, but I didn't always do that. Right? In my mind, it's like, you need to do this. But then the stuff during the day, gets going and it's like, I just don't have enough time. I got to go. But well, do I do that in my workouts? You know, am I saying, well, I don't have enough time to do this. So I'll just skip. I'm like, no, my family pretty much knows that when I'm in my garage, I'm going to be there for probably an hour. Um, and then there's the warm up, And before that, sometimes that can take sometimes equally as long if I'm getting <laughs> slow, which that's no good, but I digress. Um, but really, I don't skimp in that. So if I want to become this, how can I skimp in that? And it, it just starts to spill over and I can do hard things. I can have persistence. I can have diligence and you start to make the time. The time's there. You just start to set that time as this is me time and I have to have it. And if I don't, then my mind and heart aren't prepared for the day. Mm -hmm. I love that, man. Me time is growth time. Is it not? Mm -hmm. And there's too many people that I think are in this lack of me time because they're worried they're taking care of everybody else. I mean, we see it with our patients and clients, right? They come in and they're like, Oh, I'm always worried about taking care of everybody else. Yeah. And then there's this huge lack of taking care of themselves. And that's why there's a loss of their health. Right. So me time is huge. Right. Nick, our local yogi guru here. I want you to talk <laughs> a little bit. Oh, this is beautiful, man. So, you know, Randy's talking a little bit about, this mindset aspect and how it expresses through, you know, who we are as individuals, but it's kind of like you're priming this master system. You know, that mindset word is thrown around a lot, but it's kind of like priming the master system, right, Randy? I mean, you're, you're leveling up your brain from a discipline point, right? And then it's going to translate to the body. And then when you're doing for your body every day, right, in the gym, that hour in the garage, it's going to translate back to the brain. Nick, talk a little bit about that, man. Like, what's that yeah. doing for us? Well, I liked what Randy was saying too, because I'm the same way. If I don't do something for myself in the morning, I, my day is not as good. It's just not, I haven't taken that time to set my intention for the day, set my heart for the day, do some prayer, do some reading, do some meditation. And it's, and it's really that first small win of the day that allows you to move on to the next one. I mean, I've even found for myself when I, when I got into doing some of the Spartan training was that sometimes I just had to get down and do five push-ups, and then that motivated me to get to the next thing and then get to the next thing. And, you know, we know so much happens with exercise and movement and setting intention. And we know that exercise helps to increase, you know, brain-derived neurotropic factor and helps to improve brain function. And so there's a huge amount of, you know, uh, change momentum that happens just with getting started and these small little wins, you know, and, and I've read tons of stories of just different people doing Spartan races or different challenging things for different reasons. You know, it could be anxiety, it could be depression, it could be digestive issues, it could be weight loss, it could be chronic pain. And they challenge themselves because we've become complacent as a culture to not want to move through difficult times. We've been afraid of them. You know, we, we attach discomfort with pain and suffering and we we have been taught culturally to move away from pain and this is something where we're actually willingly moving into discomfort through through a lot of the things that we teach actually right david and randy i mean we teach fasting we teach detox we teach you know changing your diet we teach exercise we teach a lot of these things that aren't necessarily comfortable but man, do they have a profound effect on the way that we look at ourselves, the way that we relate to others, the way we relate to our body, you know, that we re relate to our health. And a lot of this comes from transforming, you know, uh, our mindset around, you know, challenging things. And, you know, for me, it's yoga. You know, I do yoga to push myself and challenge my mind, my body, my spirit in holding uncomfortable positions for periods of time that, that, you know, are, are not comfortable. 
and they actually helped me on the race. You know, I was I was doing my meditation on my first Spartan race um, while I was running because man, it was hard running with soggy shoes, you know, wet clothes, uh, you know, over rough terrain. And I was I was like, how am I going to get through this? And I just went back to my meditation and I just went back to it and it, and it carried me through. So yeah, I mean. I love everything that you're saying here because it really hits home. And I think this is what people need to hear. They need to know that this isn't just for the elite athlete. This is for anybody who, you know, feels that call to do something um, where they can feel more connected. And, you know, this is where it starts is just listening to that inspiration and moving in and not being attached to that, you know, oh, it's going to be hard. I'm not going to do it. So we got to, you know, shift that mindset of it's okay to do hard things. Yeah. You know, you know, interesting that that reminds me of a story and I, I have a few of the Spartan stories, but, but it goes back to, I can do hard things. And there was a point in my second race. And I think I've shared this with, with maybe both of you before, but after the first race, I really thought, Oh man, I've got this. This is, this is easy. Um, really naive right and we do that at times in life we're like oh this is going to be I've, I've got this and then we're going to be taught something um so the first race i i didn't you know i don't think i had any water i don't think i took any food with me i felt fine second race was on a mountain which was very different terrain than just rolling hills of northern virginia and my wife was like, well, are you sure you don't want to take anything with you, like food? I'm like, no, no, this will be great. No problems. So I get about, like I'm five miles in. I'm feeling pretty good. Like, yeah, I'm rocking this. And then six miles in, my body starts to shut down on me. Probably seven miles in, I'm moving really slow. And it was after one, one obstacle that I just, I hope I don't scare people away, but I honestly felt like I was going to pass out. And I mean, it was, it was that bad. I had just finished. It was like a, they call it the tractor pull, which at the time was a, just a huge cement slab that you had to, and it was, it was on a chain and you just had to pull it about a quarter mile around in circles over and over. Mm-hmm. And part of it was uphill and then downhill. And I finished that and just got so lightheaded and I leaned up against a fence. I'm not sure how long I was there. I really don't know. To me, it seemed like a half hour, but I, I don't think it was that long. And my point in this is, is in life, sometimes we can pray that we are delivered from a challenge or take the challenge away. Mm. But that doesn't happen in life, right? The challenges don't go away. They're there for a purpose and for a reason. And our prayers need to, to our meditations, our prayers need to start being, okay, can you strengthen me so I can get through this, so I can learn what I need to from this? And... And I remember in that time leaning up against the fence, I eventually kind of came to, and I'm like, okay, I could quit, but what is that going to do? You know, I'm sure I can get through. And if I pass out, I pass out and they drag me off the course. Um, And then I thought about my wife. What is she going to think about that? I'll never (laughs) do one of these again if I pass out in the course. I'm like, okay, so how can I get through this race? How can I finish this? And then I started thinking, well, is she like on the course? Is she looking at me right now? And thank goodness she wasn't there yet. It was really close to where she saw me after that. But I remember this couple, uh, these two guys, and then their wives met them on the course, and they gave them water and, and that kind of stuff. And they looked at me, and I think I had this look on my face like, I need help. And they came up to like, what do you need? And they gave me water. They gave me those salt tablets. And I think I ate the whole bar of salt tablets, which you're only supposed to have like <laughs> one of them. So nasty, but it tasted so good at the time. Um, and it took me about another 10 minutes. And finally, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm back. My body wasn't back, but my brain was. And I could at least have the capacity to finish. And I think it was the next, next obstacle that my wife saw me and I was climbing the rope and I got down and she's like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm good. Which inside I'm like, I'm dying. Um, (laughs) And and I finished the race and I told her, I said, I'm never doing this again. (laughs) And that was number two. Right. But my, my whole point in that is, is that we, we do underestimate ourselves. And when we are going through challenges, we need to, as a society, stop figuring out or trying to figure out 
how can I escape this? Mm. How can I move past this? How can I get around it? We're not going to get around anything. We have to go straight through it. And, and I think that it's in that process of, of having the mindset of not deliver me, not take it away, but can you strengthen me that I can get through it? And what do I need to learn as I'm going through this? And, and that, just that shift in questioning changes everything because now, now we are doing hard things. Now we are going through it and we're looking for the help that we need to get through it and then to learn what we need to from it. And from that race, I learned that, okay, I definitely need to prepare myself more to not overlook things and maybe to over-prepare. Um, but then also it helped me think of, well, there, there are other people on the race course that I could help. And are there other people that I could help because maybe I'm going to find someone in the same position that I'm in on the course. And that's happened a few times. Hmm. That was awesome, man. That was, that was a great story. And honestly, that's the Spartan way, right? You said you, go, you need to go through it, not around it, not escape it. You go through it. You know, I re, uh, I'm reading this book right now. And it's about, you know, it, it was these guys before the Spartans, I think. And don't quote me here. I'll, I'll, if anybody wants to know the name of the book, I'll put it in the show notes. But there was this island, the island of Cree. And this was like early Spartans, like back in the day. And their philosophy from birth was that exact thing, Randy, is you don't go around things. You set a straight line and you figure out how to get through it. Mm-hmm. So these guys physically could run across this this mount, this like massive island of like 40 miles and they could constantly run and just climb things and they wouldn't go around anything. They would figure out how to go in a straight line with their bodies, kind of like early parkour, but these mm-hmm. guys were like massively in shape and they were bred that way. Yeah. And so from a society and a cultural standpoint, that was their mindset, man. So they were able to do things that no one else could do that they thought were impossible. And it's an amazing book. Because the book's about how they actually end up going in and kidnapping this German general back in the day and and pulling him out. And he was surrounded by like 10,000 soldiers on this island. And these like Spartan guys went in and they got him out of there and kidnapped him. And they did it because they were able to go in a straight line and these other guys couldn't follow them to the island when when they got him. So I'll get the name of the book, but I was literally thinking about that as you were saying that. It's, 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 It's this mindset thing where people run away from the pain Versus saying, looking at head on and saying, I'm going right through you. And I think I had that mindset when I was growing up as a kid. And I think as we get in adults, we don't allow that to, that playfulness of us challenging ourselves because I was an athlete. We don't see that translation sometimes, I think, in life or we're not conscious of it. And I think if people were more conscious of the fact of where am I with this? It's hard, but you know what? I've got this. I'm going to punch right through. And they just keep going. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in taking this to the level of, of medicine and, and where we're where we're headed, you know, this is this is a culture where we're we're popping pills. We're we're trying to find the pill for every ill and we're everything's a, a nail and we've got the hammer and the, the miracle medication to, to fix things. And this is this is like I love how you said, you know, the Spartan race is like a, a short version of your life. And if we don't adopt this philosophy of learning how to strengthen ourselves. Uh, and instead of looking at something outside or distract us or move away from or around, instead of going through it, going in it and being with it, um, you know, we're, we're not going to move forward as, as a culture. We're, we're, you know, we need to be tempered by the, the hate, the, the, the pain, the heat, you know, in order to, to move through and uh, move through our challenges. And, you know, if, if you're listening in, you know, in your loving Randy's stories, I mean, Randy's got some amazing stories. <laughs> and, you know, the, you're just hearing a, a, a taste of them. And, uh, you know, before we, before we end the, the podcast, which we've got you know, still a lot of time here, we do want to share one of, uh, you know, uh, Randy's tribe opportunities to, to get involved in, in, in the Spartan Moments tribe because he, he actually helps people like us, you know, move through, you know, their, their first few stages of uh, Spartan racing to, to learn how to, to do this. And, you know, this is important stuff. So he's uh, created uh, a Facebook page and I'm sure a lot more uh, will come from that. So uh, where, do you, where do you want to go with uh, next, David? 
Well, Randy, tell them a little bit about your, your Spartan Wellness Trip page and where they can find you. So if anybody that's actually looking to kind of get in the Spartan racing, they don't know where to start, maybe they need a little bit of help. That helped me and Nick. I mean, I was mm -hmm. on that thing constantly during my, that four months of my on-ramp to just get ready. And I was just glancing at that this morning, man. There's a ton of good stuff on there that you gave us. So tell them where they can find you, man. So the, the Facebook page is, is the Spartan Wellness Tribe. Um, and then, so that's a great place to start because there is a lot of stuff on the past. If you scroll through, there's a lot of videos that, um, I think videos that I did, other things that, 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 that we did on there that really helped to know where to start from. Um, the other is just the, the office that I'm at now, Total Body Wellness Clinic. And uh, that's, a, again, it's, it's, it's coaching at, at any level that, of where people are. Um, and some people, you know, it's interesting. Some people that, that I'm working with now, they've done Spartan races in the past because of, again, challenges of life. They're not able to do them. They have ailments, illnesses, chronic things that, that are inhibiting them from doing that. But they still have their, their goal of getting that. And so that's their goal. That's what we're working towards. And uh, it's cool. One, one lady specifically, I mean, big Spartan racer. Um, she and her family did them and they both got really just sick with different infections and, and that kind of stuff. And, and she couldn't even do a squat. This is that bad. She couldn't do a body weight squat without her legs just giving out on her pretty much. And, uh, I talked with her this past week and she came in to the office and she was super excited because she was able to go snowboarding and, even, and she said, you know, I went snowboarding and I thought, great, when I get home, I'm just going to be trashed and my body's going to be, you know, nothing, but I had to go anyway. And, but it wasn't that, you know, it's, it's, she's gotten back to a point now where she's snowboarding. I was able to go home and make dinner for my kids and, and, and do this and do that. And she said, and I could even do a little bit of a exercise the next day. And so she came from a point of, I was big in Spartan racing. I couldn't do anything at all. And now I'm getting back and, and it's a journey, right? And that's the thing is no matter where you are, if you're looking to get to the next level, if you're looking to just start on the level that you're at, it doesn't matter where you are. And, and I think anywhere along that level, um, you know, you can get help. You can get just sometimes reassurance or sometimes, Hey, what do I need to do? And the things that we do nutritionally, right? The different stuff that we've been exposed to that helps us take our bodies to the next level in terms of performance and being able to, to string stuff together. I mean, that's huge. I think preparing not just our bodies mentally and, and, and spiritually, but the, the physical stuff. And we're going to talk about that more in that next podcast, but um, from a nutritional standpoint, there's so much out there that is, can be discouraging that can be confusing you know do i do this or do i do that and so it's like what the heck i just won't even do it um but but you know on that spartan wellness tribe um i've really tried to to give some of the things that we've done that have been the most helpful and here's where you can start and it's not a whole lot of stuff that you need you know it's it's just really a willingness or a desire mm -hmm. well and working smarter not harder right very true. Yeah, that, that rings true. Well, let's yeah. spend some time there, man. You said some interesting things. In life, and I see, I think we have all seen this. You guys would probably agree with me with a lot of our patients and clients that we coach. But you'll see somebody that maybe is in a peak of their life, right? Things are great. Like you're saying, they're, they're Spartan racing. There's no issues with their, their health. or They're awesome. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, life just like knocks you on your butt. And it hits you with something. And for many people, it's some form of, 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 of illness or chronic disease, right? Or these different things that kind of throw them down and knock them on their butt. And how many, how often do you guys see where these people kind of just lose hope and they give up? They don't want to get themselves up. It's almost like they don't want to like dust themselves off and fight back and go on that journey to get themselves back to where they needed to be. And they stay in that state for sometimes decades versus understanding that they're the answer to, to get themselves out of that state. Right. I mean, how often do we see that? Yeah. You know, you know, it was funny. I was talking to a, a client yesterday 
and you know, something about life lessons came up and I mentioned Kung Fu Panda. I, I <laughs> love the movie Kung Fu Panda and all three of them. Right. And in the first one, you know, you know, Poe, the, the panda, and I think we do this too. We're searching for something. There's something outside of us that's going to make the big difference. And for him, it's the dragon scroll. Like it's going to give him this knowledge or power and he opens it up and he just sees a reflection of himself. And he's like, wait, like, <laughs> he doesn't get it. And then finally, you know, his dad says something to him that there is no secret sauce. And he's like, oh, there is no secret sauce. And he like opens up the scroll again and he's looking at himself and he realizes, oh, I have everything in me. It, it, it's me. And I, and I think with ourselves that it's, we do, we, again, we, we forget that. We think that it is something else outside of us. Um, and, you know, I've been in that stage. I've been in the stage where I thought, well, there has to be something else. I have to be like this person or I need to be more like this person because he has this and, and he has that. And, and that's been a hard process for me. Um, it's something that I've always struggled with. You know, fortunately, the illness-wise, I've had, I've had stuff that I've had to deal with, but I think me, it's been more mentally recognizing that, no, no, I have, the Lord's given me everything that I need here. And if I believe that, then I'm going to be led to things that will help me open that up. Um, and, and I think that is what we need to recognize that, Hey, it's within me. I have not lost the ability to heal. I have not lost the ability to thrive. I have to though rediscover it and I have to remember. And I love that word. Remember, right. That, that again and again, remember that we are a part of something bigger. We are God's children. And because of that, he's blessed us with so much. We just have to see it. And what you were saying, Dave, that with people that have had these chronic illnesses for so long, that they do, they kind of forget themselves. They forget that, man, I have unique gifts that, that I can still use now, even though I'm sick. And, uh, you know, there was just look at one guy that came in. It was interesting. I was doing some energy work on him. And I said, I think I need to work on, you know, being able to carry weight because he couldn't carry any weight on his legs. And he was like, yeah, that'd be great. And I said, no, no, not the physical weight, but also carry emotional and spiritual weight that you still have this ability. And his dad was sitting behind him and his dad was like, yes, you know, <laughs> that, that, that he'd forgot that now in his current state, he could still do stuff to contribute and he could still had, had gifts and talents that he can use even though physically he can't do the stuff that he wants to. Mm -hmm. And it's remembering just what can I do now? You know, what abilities do I have? And then let that build one after another. Yeah. And that's think, healing, man. That's yeah. healing, right, Nick? Yeah. I was going to say, I think that that's, that's something we all get stuck on is we, we have, we have this ideal and then, you know, we forget that the ideal is is often you know not the next step <laughs> it's like yeah. the 10th step you know or the 20th step but then but the the more we try to move towards this ideal the more we lose ourselves you know and and i love what you're saying remember because actually one of the best ways to move forward is to just look back and geez look how far i've come right and then have gratitude for that and go yeah there's there's the ideal but i've made some amazing progress and david brought that you know that uh up before just you know, we underestimate what we can do in three years. And, you know, when we take a step uh, or a moment to remember, even remember ourselves as kids, you know, we're talking about this before too. Remember that energy, that enthusiasm, that, that being okay with it being in discomfort because it was just part of life and, and not focused on this ideal. We can start to take these, you know, these little baby steps forward that, that really aren't so big. You know, and we, we lose that identity of being attached to an illness, a disease, um, or discomfort. And we start to just, you know, again, re remap who we actually are just in, in these little moments. And, you know, that's, that's where these decisions happen. That's where, like, you know, getting down the floor and doing those 10 push-ups matter. Or, you know, 30 burpees, you know, two months later or whatever that is, you know. Um, so I'm curious, too, just for you. 
being that, you know, you, you, you found this, you found your thing again, you know, you were re-remembered through, through, through Spartan racing, a lot of, you know, a lot of your gifts. Um, how else has it translated for you into different aspects of your life? Like how else has it helped you? Well, I think as having my kids come into the races, um, it's been, it's been really important for us to do it together because I've done a couple on my own, like where I just went and did it. And I'm like, man, there's just something missing. And it, it's my family that's there, right? That, that I love seeing them. And my wife, she, she's been to almost all the races that I've done. And there was one time when she missed the beginning and I finished way earlier than she anticipated and she missed the end. And it was like, it was so like, that just really wasn't, wasn't fun. Same race, you know, same venue, but, but not having them there, um, really it, it, it changes things. And so as I've seen my kids do some of these and it's just kind of rekindling that with them as well, seeing them do hard things, seeing them go through hard things in life. And my wife and I, over the past couple of years, <clears throat> you know, you want to protect your kids. And, and Nick, you were talking about before, like climbing this 20 foot cement thing that, you know, as a parent, you can look at your kids doing that and you're like, Oh my gosh, are they really doing that? And it's like, no, we, we have to let them do this. Like when the races, you look at some of the obstacles and you're like, really, we're going to do that. Okay, sure. But then, you know, and for us, it's a challenge, but then we look at our kids and we see them out doing stuff and we have that desire to protect them, but we have to let them experience stuff. We have to let them go through hard times. And I think, you know, a little bit of, of that racing has helped, has helped me, okay, let them go through the process. And my wife is really good at saying they have to learn it. They have to, you know, go through different hard things. They have to discover what they love. We can't force it upon them. We can't push it upon them. Um, we can nudge them. You know, we can, we can hope that they do that. But I think it, it's, a, again, it's really helped me allow myself, okay, they've got to do hard things. They have to be able to figure this out on their own. And like my 13-year-old, he does blacksmithing. There are elements of that that scare me to death, like using a Dremel. I feel like he's going to cut his finger off someday. Or, you know, he's already drilled a hole into part of his hand on accident. And, but it's, it's, it, it's not in saying, okay, you're done. You can't do any of that anymore. It's, okay, that happened, and what did you learn from it? What are you going to do different next time? Um, and then even my little girl, she got rollerblades for Christmas. And it's like, oh, man, she's going to come back with skinned knees and elbows. And what if she hits her head? It's like, well, I'm a chiropractor. I can help. You know, <laughs> we can fix her. But it's, it's, it's recognizing that we all have to go through hard things. And we can't stop that from happening. And we shouldn't stop it from happening. We have to do that together. And we're here for support, which we get, you know, in the races, you get that support. I've had that support. You guys have had that support. We've supported each other. Um, and, and it transcends into families and into friends that you can't take burdens away from people, but you can help walk them through that. Um, but I think more importantly with my kids, you know, and I still, I struggle with that. There are things that I don't want them to do, but yet I know they need to do. And that's been, that's been huge. I'm glad you brought that up, Brandy, because, you know, I think as kids, we all did stuff that you look back on it now and you're like, that was really, really <laughs> dumb and dangerous. But we didn't think of it like that. When you're in, you're in that, that conscious, like present space as a kid where you're just being 24-7. You don't that's think what it is. stuff like that. And then we, we grow up and we lose that. And like you're saying, we're, we turn into these protective mechanisms with kid, with our kids and we're watching them and we're like, oh God, that's not going to end well. I need to protect my kid. Please don't do that. And then I always have to put myself in check and be like, I did that all the time growing up. Like that was like a daily for me. And here I am trying to like, you know, you're wanting to do this. And 
that's where they learn about life. They, they're learning about risk, you know, climbing trees and, and doing things like you're saying, these obstacles at these Spartan races where you're, where you're like, okay, that could end badly, but how are they going to develop that mindset? Like you're saying, like the, the whole, all this that we're talking about, if they can assess risk, if they can understand these little things. And I think through kinesthetics, through doing these things like Spartan racing or just getting your kids to, to go out and play and do stuff like that, that's where they're learning those little life lessons. You know, your kid drilled a, a, a hole in his hand, and I bet you sat there and you're like, I bet you'll never do that again, right? They have to have some mistakes so that they learn. I mean, that's, that's life. We have to make mistakes to learn. And I think a lot of parents, you know, myself included, we sometimes, you know, we try to help them avoid mistakes, but then you got to remember, like, we have to control the mistakes that they're making a little bit, right? To yeah. some degree. To some degree, right? I mean, we can, you know, we can see if they're going down the wrong path, right? And, okay, maybe we can help course correct, but we can't do it for them. And, you know, we, we just can't. They have to experience things on their own. Um, you know, I, I mean, I remember one of the things as, as, as a kid, I'd go off jumps with my bike, and I think it probably my mom's heart sunk probably every time we'd make jumps, right? So just the fact that we're making our own jumps and how badly that could go, and then how high we thought we would get, um, and then to see my kids doing that, it's like, no, you don't want to do that. Oh, wait a minute. I did that every single day growing up, <laughs> and I'm still here, right? Um, but one of the things that when you, you, know, when you finish the race, maybe necessarily you don't know the people that you're racing with, but you finish the race and then you have this bond with those people. It doesn't matter if you've never met them before. You just start talking about, about, you know, obstacles and what was challenging and then where they've come in life and what do they do. And that's sometimes some of the funnest stuff. And I think that as we're going through challenges in our families, that when this course correction is done in love, that we then get kind of to the, the end of maybe that, tr that struggle or trial. And when we're doing things out of love, we really see, wow, look how far we've come and look what we've been able to accomplish together going through hard things. And that bond is so much greater because we've gone through the hard things, not because we've gone around it, but because we've gone through that with members of the Spartan racing, you've gone through that with them, no matter if they're an elite level, if they're the number one racer in the world or the worst racer in the world, mm -hmm. they had to go through everything. They had to do it the same way. Right. Mm -hmm. And you finish that and you have this bond. And I think that we lose that connection with people when we don't share our stories of the hard things that we're going through mm -hmm. and helping to support each other. We're so kind of broken apart now and there's so much focus on diversity and division that we need to, use our life experiences and tell our story and how is that uniting us and how can that bond us and then strengthen us going forwards? Wow. That was awesome. You know, I really feel that and you see, you know, you see that with different friendships that you have, you know, and you can see where friendships are just kind of hit the surface, you know, it's very superficial and how you doing that kind of thing. But it's, it's not, you, you deepen every connection you have by sharing your vulnerability and being in vulnerable places with, with, with others, uh, you know, and it's the same thing when, you know, uh, I, you know, you watch different movies about people going off to war and, and there's this, there's this, you know, unbelievable bond because their, their lives depend on each other, you know, and, and you go through challenging things together, just like you do with your wives, you know, um, or your, your husbands, who's ever listening, you know, that's, that's the thing. You're going through challenging things and it, and it allows you, should you choose to look at it the, in, the, in the way that of love, it allows you to come closer together. And I find too, you know, you know I'm not perfect. My wife and I are, are perfect. There's challenges that we all have. But man, do we ever feel closer when we've had a disagreement on something, you know? And it's, it's okay. It's totally okay to have a challenge to help you move through and get more connected. And, and to move beyond this superficiality of, you know, everything's fine, everything's perfect, you know, to, to actually, there's some stuff going on here that really needs to be addressed. And I'm willing to be there while you go through it and while I go through it and I'm there for you. I got your back. 
how can we do this together? How can, you know, God, universe, whatever, strengthen us, strengthen me so that I can move through this challenging time? And it could be an illness. It could be, you know, disagreement in a relationship. It could be challenges with parenting or whatever it is. You know, it kind of goes back to that initial message we said. you got to go through it. And you go through it as a collective, through a community. And when you've got someone that loves you and supports you, I mean, that's, that's the best possible scenario. Well, and rising to the occasion, right? You know, I think for anybody who's listening that's married, has children, a significant other, whatever it may be, sometimes, you know, you're choosing somebody to take this journey through life with you. You know, I tell people all the time, you know, this divorce rate is crazy now, right? It's like 50% of people end up in divorce. But the way that I always looked when I, when I you know, chose Clarissa to be my life partner was, wow, I'm choosing this individual right here to literally be by my side through my entire journey of life. And I always tell her, you're my PIC, you're my partner in crime, right? Like I chose you. And so like, like you both are saying, we have to as a community, whether it's two people or a family of six, four, eight, whatever, work together and come from that place of love of we're all in this together on this journey and we're all going to help each other through all these trials and tribulations that life throws at us. And you have to rise to the occasion sometimes when that, when that journey is rough for somebody else, you have to rise up sometimes. And how often do you all see with, with, with people you talk to, you know, your patients and stuff where maybe the spouse doesn't want to help the other spouse out mm-hmm. and change their lifestyle? and their diet or some of these things. Do you guys get that? I get that a lot. Oh my God, I get yeah. this, this thing where like, oh, well, it's so hard because I have to cook for myself and then I have to cook for my kids and my husband. And they're not willing. And that doesn't compute for me. You know, when my wife got sick like eight years ago with her autoimmune stuff, immediately it was like, what do I need to do to help her? And it didn't matter what it was going to be. It didn't because I came from that place of love. Like, this is my wife. This is my life partner. And whatever we need to do and change, we're going to do it because I need to get you well. We need to get you well. So it's rising to the occasion. So whoever's listening, like if there's somebody in your life that like needs you to, to be that strength, then you got to rise to the occasion too. You need to have that growth with them because that's sometimes what it takes to help that other person because they're not in a place where they can get themselves up. And so I think that's important. Absolutely. And then the power is there for us to do that. The ability is there and, and it, and it's a choice, right? It goes back that it's, it's, you know, people talk about falling in love, but you're really, you're choosing and you get to make a choice every single day to support that person and to support your kids and to support yourself, right? You get to choose what you're doing. No one is, no one is forcing you to do anything. It is, it is your choice and it's a blessing that we have that choice. And I think that as we look at it as, you know, what are the choices that I'm making and are they, are they benefiting? Are they hurting? But remember that, wait, I'm making the choice. No one has put me into this situation. No one has, you know, made me have this. I've chosen this. And I think when we look at it as, as a opportunity, it's no, I'm going to choose today to support. And I love David, what you said that, you know, when, when Clarissa got sick, it was, okay, what do I need to do? It wasn't, oh, great. What do I have to do? You know, just the same, this, the same question. You know, like, oh, great. What do I have to do? That is versus what do I need to do? It, it's such a different, same question, but it, mm-hmm. it, the, the tone and the body language of those are so different. And it's making that choice to support and be there. And wow, I love where this has come from Spartan race mindset to this is life because it is we do hard things we make choices to do hard things and people say that things come in threes well maybe it's because we need to learn the same thing and maybe it doesn't take three times it's going to take four five six seven times Mm -hmm. and if that keeps coming back maybe look at well am i just trying to get around this or do i actually need to choose to move through it or choose to support my spouse, choose to support my kids, choose to change my own habits to realize what I need to learn. And, um, and you know, I look at you guys, the, the things that we've shared, not just here, but, you know, at, at, our, at our seminars together and the, the friendship that we've developed. I mean, I consider you guys some of my best friends, but if you look at the, the amount of time that we've had together, 
Mm-hmm. It's a really short amount of time compared to other people that I'm with. But because we've gone through stuff and we've shared stuff together and we've supported each other, man, I feel like I can talk to you guys about anything. <clears throat> and that I know that you're going to be there to support me and, and vice versa. And, and that's really what life is about. And we have to have that connection and openness and be willing to make the choice to be open and to trust and to, and to share and to love. So love it. I mean, awesome. uh, you know, we were talking, like you said, we were talking about spark racing and then this is really a message for, for life and, and mindset. And yeah, we, I mean, we, we mirror everything you just said there, brother. I mean, <clears throat> you're, you're one of those guys that, uh, that, that you meet and you just feel drawn to because there's so much depth to you, you know, and you don't, you're not afraid to get vulnerable and you're not afraid to share your heart and, and it shines through every time you speak. So we really appreciate that. And you know what, David, I mean, I'm, I don't know about you, man, but I'm excited to jump into the next phase of this conversation <laughs> because, you know, I think people are getting excited and, and, and uh, listening to this and, and realizing that it's not about perfection. It's just move, moving through your, your first little baby challenge, whatever that is, and, and on to the next thing because the next episode that we're going to be chatting with uh, Dr. Randy here about is going to knock your socks off on all the crazy things that we can do to optimize our health and our, and our fitness uh, to, to allow you to rise up to that challenge. Well, and Dr. Randy, can you give them, without giving them all the details, give them a little a sneak peek of what we're going to discuss on this next episode coming up for part two of this series? Well, so, so really quickly, before I did my first Spartan race, this is where I was at in terms of working out. I was doing Julian Michaels in my house. <laughs> I love this night. So, okay, talking about being vulnerable, there we go. <laughs> That's what I was doing, and I was trying to do stuff at the gym, and my first race was going to be in July, I think, or maybe it was August, and now here it is, like, end of May, and I'm like, dude, I got to do some more stuff. And so I went back to one of my friends, who his name was Randy also, and I said, uh, don't laugh at me, this is what I'm doing, but I need help preparing for this. And it completely changed my world to understanding full body motion, um, high intensity training. Um, my first workout, I threw up. You don't have to do that. But, uh, you know, I told him, I said, this is what I'm training for. This is what I got to get to. And, and so now it's just become part of my, my life of what I do. But there's a lot of, of just like we teach diet variation there's workout variation and there's lifting and there's high intensity and there's endurance and there's, you know, flexibility. So it's really of all of those things. And uh, I think that'll be a lot of fun. And then even the gear, you know, what kind of stuff do you need? The shoes, the hydration, the the clothing down to the socks, right? The socks, you're going to get wet. As you said, Nick, like, man, I'm running with wet shoes and wet socks and wet clothes. If you have the wrong stuff, it can change a fun experience to a miserable experience. <laughs> so I think we're going to hit, we're going to try to hit all those. And uh, I guess good luck in an hour's time to hit all that, but it'll be awesome. <laughs> oh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking yeah. forward to it. Dr. Randy, thank you so much, man. This was, this was awesome. This is, I love spending time with you all. And it's just kind of like you're saying, we get to hang out with such close friends and you just get to chat and we learn so much from each other. I mean, and every time I talk to you, man, like, you're like this wise being that just like throws it at me and I just like suck it in, man, like take it and awesome. It's all, it's all, I'm teaching myself. It's really what it comes down to is so I got to repeat these things to remind myself of them every day. Well, just know, man, I, you helped so many people today and for the listeners, guys, if I'm going to listen to it again. This was great. This was a lot of fun. Thank you for having me on very much. Uh, Dave, we got to leave him with a home play assignment. What do you, what do you think? Uh, let's see. So home play for today. So if you're thinking about, you know, it's 2019, this is that time of year where everybody's like got their new year's, new year's resolutions. I'm not big on like this whole resolution thing. I really think that that's a constant throughout your year and your daily. You should always be challenging yourself. Mm-hmm. But if you haven't and you're starting this new year and you want to challenge yourself, like we're saying, start small. So I'm going to leave, I'm going to actually push this over to Randy real quick. Let's let Randy give some home play. Randy, where is a place that if somebody literally has not been doing anything, they're out of shape, but they want to get into Spartan racing, what's probably the easiest thing for them to do just to get started? 
So first I would go on to the Spartan race page and, and figure out when do I want to do this? And, and you don't have to sign up, but, but figure out, okay, what do I want to do? And is there a venue close to me that I can try? And then let's say you've never worked out before and you're afraid to do that. Well, this is something that I learned from Ben Greenfield and that I do every single day. I don't think I've missed a day for, I don't know, maybe two months now, maybe longer. But every morning I'm in my closet and I sit down on the floor, legs extended, and I stand up. And I repeat that over and over, right? So if you're at, at ground zero in terms of exercise, sit down and stand up and sit down and stand up and sit down and stand up. It does get to be a workout. And then, and then just add to that or go for a walk. If it's cold, if it's hot, who cares? Go out, go for a walk. Don't bring your phone. That's, that's, that, I should say that's number one. Put your phone down, go outside, and go for a walk. And just listen to what's around you. Enjoy hearing the birds, the trees, the wind blow, all that stuff. And let that fill your mind and soul. And then do it again the next day. And then maybe add a jog. And then, you know, start to incorporate some other stuff. But put your phone down and go outside and take a walk. Start with that. Awesome. There you go, listeners. Remember that 1% rule. 1% every day will be 365% better in a year, right? So it just takes time. Remember, it takes steps, but don't be discouraged. You got to start somewhere. So Randy, thank you again, man. This was awesome. Dr. Nick. So good to see you guys. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please be sure to subscribe to the Dr. Dads and share with your family and friends. You can also follow and interact with Dr. Nick and Dr. David on Facebook and Instagram for a daily dose of inspiration and the latest in health and wellness. Be well.